Hey, what's up, LFG fam? Welcome back to Let's Grow Work, where success is in the details. I'm your host, Justin Bonnet, and today we got our special guest. We got Bradley Jeepin Bubba with us. Bradley, go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. How's it going? Uh, my name is Brad Corrod, and folks know me as Jeepin Bubba, which is uh, kind of a it started out by Instagram. I had to come up with like an Instagram name, you know, when Instagram was starting to become popular. And I'm like, well, I've been called Bubba my whole life by my whole family, you know, and I like Jeeps. So let's, it's, you know, pretty easy. So a lot of folks know me on, on social media and uh, YouTube, stuff like that as Jeep and Bubba. Um, and Jeep and Bubba has his own kind of persona, even per se. It's more of a, uh, a carefree guy. That's the guy that's out wheeling and driving and having fun and all that stuff. And then uh, Brad, that's the guy that writes the checks here at the shop and, <laughs> and sends invoices and all that good stuff. So, yeah. So, uh, also, uh, I happen to own a company called Black Bear Off-Road. So, we're a uh, little two-bay shop here in Beaufort, Georgia. We specialize in off-road, uh, mostly Jeep. We do a lot of Toyota and, and other trucks as well, but we're a Jeep and Toyota specialist, and that's, that's what we really like doing is kind of taking your stock rig and building out however somebody would want, whether they're overlanding, off-roading, whatever, or daily driver, whatever. They just want it to look cool. That's what we do here. So That's really awesome, man, and I, I appreciate the introduction, and I'm glad to see that. Sure to be doing really well i know you and i met at scottles and bottles uh, i think a year or two ago and i think yep. when you and i had first met you hadn't gone full time correct that's correct so i have been in the industry quite a while but uh, a few years ago i decided to move to michigan i was working for a company called jcr off-road they manufacture bumpers for it well now just about any kind of armor for any kind of vehicles but at the time they were just doing bumpers, sliders, steps, just for Jeep Wranglers. And I was going there to do sales. I was doing social media. We were doing videos. I got to do a lot of trips, traveling, uh, you know, a lot of outside sales. So uh, two years into living there, uh, we found out we're having our first kid, Abby, and we had no family in Michigan. And, and that was fine for me and my wife. But once we realized we were going to start a family, we decided to move back to Georgia. So I didn't want to be one of those guys that just keeps jumping shops and, and, and companies and stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, I was like, I think it's finally time for me to open my own business, my own shop. Right. Um, so it worked out timing wise. Great. My dad had a landscape company for 30 years and he was literally retiring and was like, you don't want to buy this business from me, do you? And I'm like, no, I hate that business. I don't want to do it. I did it for free my whole life growing up. Okay. Uh, but the more I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, I could do this, maybe work eight to three every day and then start my shop. So that's what we did. We started as a website and, uh, last year at the beginning of the year was my first year full time here in the shop. So, uh, I sold my brother-in-law the business. He had been working for my dad for a while and, and with me and, uh, he took over the family business and now I'm full time here. So, uh, this will be our second year with me here full time, uh, the shop itself, uh, this will be our fourth year open. So. Oh wow! Okay, so you did it for two yeah, years. So, uh, part yeah, and two years full time. Yeah. yeah, which was difficult. I mean, it was. We were. I was working like eight a.m. to midnight, uh, yep. and that would be like physically, and then I would like go home and still be doing stuff on the back end while I'm eating dinner, and like you know I'd go to bed at two, get up at seven, be at work at eight 
Dude, every day, every day. Every it, it's day. the grind, and that's <laughs> something that we will use ten times over before working forty hours for somebody else all day long. Yep, absolutely. And some people understand that, some people don't, and it's fine because we need both. There's got to be balance. Um, yeah, but I, I think that's great. Have you seen consistent growth ever since starting? How many employees do you have? That kind of thing. Yes. Um, so I was able to hire. Um, I had had a full time guy that I was able to hire myself. Then we hired another full time guy, and at our at one point we had four full time guys here. We found out in the building we're in that just won't work. We were just knocking into each other, and there was a guy that had another opportunity, and we're like, "Yeah, that would that would be good if you know." Yeah. So it worked out, and um, so now we're three here, but uh, not anybody really knows this yet. We're actually under contract right now for a new building. So, uh, it'll be three bays, you know, two times the square footage. Um, uh, and we got our fingers crossed. We close in April on it, us buying a building. So that's exciting. Uh, Cause currently, yeah, we're currently renting this building that we're in. So yeah. Which has got its perks to rent too, right? There's, there's ups and downs to both, but I think yeah. being able to purchase land commercial is <coughs> amazing. Yeah. Uh, is it going to be somewhere near where you're at now? Yeah, it'll be in Flowery Branch, which is like 15 minutes up the road from us. So, which it's it's literally if you know where Road Atlanta is, it's five minutes from Road Atlanta. It's on Highway 53. Yeah, and I live over that way, so it's like you know five minutes from my house, and yeah, yeah. it'll be nice. Yeah, exciting, man. Not to say yep. too early. We're but excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool to like. <coughs> excuse me. Even if even if it doesn't work out, the whole process has kind of now got me into the mindset of like we're going into a new shop. So yeah. I'm like, even if it fails, I'm like, I've like sold vehicles and I've got cash set aside and like, I'm geared up. My guys are geared up for it. So like, no matter what, we're just going to do it at, at some point this year. We have to like, and we've just gotten to the point where like we, this year versus last year, we, we did almost the same numbers. And I think we've made it as efficient as we can make it. Cause yeah. We did these numbers with three guys last this year that we did last year with four guys, and uh, it, it, we're just as, as efficient as we can be where we're at now. So we've got to have more space, more guys. Yeah, and I think that's really important to hone in on your <coughs> efficiency and really like force yourself to grow. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think it, that was a hard part really scaling in the beginning because being part-time and just being here like in the evenings, I, I had a, I, I kept my like rate that I was charging people super low because I'm like, you guys are going to have to work with my schedule. Um, and then I also had, <coughs> I also had like to work with people's schedule and timing. So I, I was really, kind of almost over helpful to the customers. Like I'll do it for this price and I'll do it for the, and we've had to like slowly scale into like, it, this is the pricing we've had to go up on this. Um, <coughs> for instance, I guess you'd say like a customer that was here in the very beginning, it was almost like a friendly hookup deal. Like, you know, and we were helping friends and, and now we've gotten to this point where it's like, even my family's going to have to pay full pop if they want to get in here. Cause we just like, I can't, I can't even get my own vehicles in here half the time. Like I got to put my name now on the schedule. If I want to work on my own rig, you know, it's great. I mean, um, right. it's good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been enjoyable to you know to, to, to figure out the scale up, but it's also there's some growing pains to it. There's some uh, uh, you get to that point where it's like you know you got to take that next leap. Yeah. But you just see it's it's so much more expensive. There's so much more danger. There's so much more. But each one of those that we've had, like I remember hiring the the first guy full time. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't know if I can af- afford this, you know. And then you and then you do afford it. And you're like, dang, how did I do it without this person? And then you hire your next person. And you're like, I can't afford this person, you know. But yeah. And then you're like, how did I do it without him? So I think that's how the a bigger building would be and more people and and that kind of thing. Yeah. No. I'm- and I'm. Sh- I'm sure there's there's a certain point. Um, like I learned this with my dad's landscape business. There was one point where he had like ten trucks and twenty employees and all this stuff going on, and we figured out that he could make more money with two trucks and four guys because we just couldn't keep up with all those folks and all the equipment. And things would break more often, mm-hmm. and guys were like doing side hustles and keeping putting cash in their pocket. And so, to me, I'm always looking for that like where's the sweet spot? I'm not trying to be excuse me, the next four wheel parts or uh, like some big chain or whatever. Like I want to be the, the, the local off-road shop that can get you in, in a reasonable time and take care of your, your needs and that kind of thing. So yeah. um, if I end up, if I end up making it efficient enough where I don't have to be there all the time, that's great. Cause then I can go to do all the social media stuff that I want to do. Sure. Um, I don't need, to, but folks have hit me up. Like, would you, open up more locations or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. That sounds like a lot of <laughs> headaches, <laughs> but, but, again, but we'll see. To pay for to handle that kind of stuff. Right. And to, exactly. It's someone you trust a lot. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a lot. Cause I mean, it's your baby, right? I mean, you know, it is. I've, I've been, I've had my detail company for 15 years now. So, and like, we're really just getting into a sweet pivotal spot. So like, I totally get the growing pains and everything else. Mm-hmm. And that's what's important about sharing your story and sharing people's stories in different industries is there's somebody out there listening that's, you know, a couple of years behind you, if you will, and nervous yeah. and just trying to hear what's going on. So I think I think it's I, sure. I think the most important thing I did, but it it was it's more difficult uh, to do. So <clears throat> I went to Gwinnett Tech. I guess about 10 years ago for the, uh, for the Chrysler program there. And I knew when I was in school, like I wanted to open my own shop. Like I was ready. I felt like then I was ready. Of course, I'm like 22, 23 at the time. I just got married. I'm like, I want to open my own shop. And my teacher at the time was like, don't do it. Go work for somebody else under someone else's dime. Make all the mistakes you're going to make, Yeah, you know, for somebody else. And I, that's what I did. And ultimately, if I was going to give anyone any advice <coughs> that's a few years behind me, that would be it. Um, that was the key. So I, I, I worked uh, in shops, changing oil, worked my way up, uh, started doing tires, was an ASC tech, started doing heavy diagnostic work, and then realized I didn't really enjoy wrenching every day on minivans and doing brake jobs on, yeah. on commuters and, and, and started managing got into the sales management and then i found out there's this whole other world in aftermarket that's so much more fun where when when people bring you your vehicles you give them back something exciting versus right. like when people bring you a minivan and you put 
my brake job on it. It's still their, their <laughs> minivan, you know, but when they come here, it's a, there's a lift kit and wheels and it's, they, yeah. you know, they're like, they enjoy it. So, um, I did that for, for like 10 years before I ever tried to start my business, but I kind of always knew I come from a family of entrepreneurs. I knew that that day was coming and, yeah. um, there's no other way to prepare unless you like get into it. So if somebody's like, sitting at home and they're young or they're in high school, like, I don't know what to do. Just throw yourself in your industry anywhere in it. And you'll start to start to figure out what you like or don't like, or, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I certainly did. <clears throat> I remember I was working at a pet boys and, uh, there was this guy that was a master tech. He'd been there 26 years. And I was like, Hey, uh, I know this is personal, but like, what do you make per year? And I think he told me like 36,000 or something. And I was like, Okay, so if I stay here like <laughs> twenty four more years, yeah. I'm like that. That you know, it was that moment where I was like, I, I I've got to figure out where the money's at. Yeah. Also, in some place that's enjoyable, and um, and I found out it's in the air conditioning. You got to get you got to get in the office <laughs> if you want to make real money. <laughs> Which is funny yeah. because literally today we just opened and started new hours <laughs> at, our, at our shop. Um, cause like I said, I've been doing mobile for 15 years and now it's pivotal. Yeah. You know, we sell the products, we have storefront, we have service bay and we just now open five days a week. And like, I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, I got to figure yeah. that out, you yeah. know, but it's enjoyable. I get to do things like this. Uh, Matt Gamble from Jayzilla slash S3 folks came by earlier. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. Got to talk to him. Um, yep. speaking of S3 magazine, how are you affiliated? What's, what's your role with them? Um, yeah, that's a good question. So, uh, technically, I started out, well, I'm going to go back to the very beginning. So, I followed S3 when I was in high school. Like, I had their subscription in their magazine, and yeah. I was into the tutor world way before I was into Jeeps and off-road and loved everything that those guys did. So, I was a big fan of theirs. Fast forward to when I worked for JCR Off-Road uh jonathan woolley reached out and was looking for some bumpers for his vehicle knew i worked there kind of had known me through the tutor world and was like hey do you guys think they your company would want to advertise and maybe we'll do some bumper trades for advertising so we did <coughs> and it worked out great he got a bunch of our products they advertise we did some advertising everything worked great so when i moved back to georgia I hit him up. I'm like, Hey, let's go ride some trails together. And since then it's like, that's where our relationship kind of had grown was it was through trail riding and going and doing stuff together. So now anytime I go off road, I just text him, Hey, do you want to go ride? And he's the kind of guy that does not like planning. Yeah. So you can't give him, you can't give him two weeks heads up. You got to give him like two hours oh, and he's down. Like, he, like this is you give him two weeks. He'll forget about it. Yeah. There's no chance. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so no spam. We're good. Uh, <laughs> so uh, me and him started building a relationship through Jeeps, and we, we I did a few articles with him where, it, like, the first one I did with him, I went winter wheeling, and I took a bunch of pictures, and I kind of wrote sort of what happened and he made it a whole lot better. Like, and, and, and since then that algorithm's kind of worked for us. And with TikTok, what's really worked well is like, I like jumping on video. I could just start talking and, yeah. and stuff comes to me. 
And so like, I'll make a TikTok video for S3 and then he'll actually write articles out of it and I'll send him pictures after it. So I don't have to sit down and like yeah, yeah, type yeah. everything. Right. And he likes to sit down and type everything and then he'll get on TikTok and, and read it or whatever, Dude, where I just want to jump on and just like, uh, yeah. No. <laughs> so I was helping them for a while just with, with tech questions. I would, used to call myself like the tech editor because he would call me like, what years Cherokee are the best years and what, how much does someone pay for this? And they would use that in the magazine and, okay. and whatever. Um, but now with, with they've moved over to an app, they're not printing the magazine anymore, just doing the app. Now I've been able to help. He's kind of formed what he's calling the uh, 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 Avengers, so to speak. It's a group of us that all are kind of like in the same text and chat. And it's like, if you have something to say, just throw it on our TikTok, throw it on our IG, and then we'll if it's if it's worth it, we'll sit there and build articles out of it. If, you know, it's it's something that people resonate with, and so I've got to do a lot with them. And um, you know, I don't know what my exact <laughs> title would be with those guys, but uh, but yeah, I, I write articles, do a lot of their social media, and then we happen to travel quite a bit together. Like we always try to meet up at SEMA. And, and get dinner and make some content and stuff like that. We always do Jeep Beach together in Daytona. So um, <clears throat> I think what's important is like those guys care so much about like our culture. Yes. Um, and they get it from like a car guy's perspective. And one thing that's been great, not just Wooly, but even with Michael is like, we all kind of see eye to eye. We all kind of feel the same way. Same way I feel, I think George does too with, 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 um, Scottles. It's like, we all see it kind of like, this is our passion. This is the car culture. Something that that's like, like car people are, our car family. Like, you know, it's all one thing. And so they don't see it necessarily as like a money grab or like as an industry thing. And so I've really enjoyed partnering up with them and, and, and being able to help them and them help me back and forth. It's like, we've talked about it a lot, me and Willie in conversation. It's like, I wish we could connect with more people like that. For instance, like, like if he gets, if he gets some parts or something in, I'm like, bring it to the shop. Let me install it for you for free. You can make an article out of it, post it up. And then maybe I'll get some exposure because you'll see where it's getting done at or, or vice versa. Like, he'll be getting hit up by a, a tire company. Hey, do you know me with a Jeep? We want to get some cool pictures of these tires and he'll help me out and send it that way. And it's like, um, it's just a really good relationship. And it's, it's just, it, what's cool is just really like the, the feeling that we're all helping each other grow without there being like any, like, like, you know, I'm worried if he gets one thing more than I get, you know, it's like, we're in this together to grow together. Right. Truly. It's not just saying it. He's act, like, those guys actually do it. Um, and they come and support anything that we do. Like if we're doing trail cleanups or if we're doing something at our shop, like they show up, which is, which is great. Which by the way, thanks for coming out to our barbecue. Dude, absolutely. I appreciate that. That was so, <laughs> you know, I don't have yeah. a big by any means. I got my little Subaru Forester, but you know, <laughs> we like Subarus. <laughs> well, and that's, I met Wooly there for the first time. And because yeah. I've talked, I've sent him some product and stuff. I was like, oh my God. I was like, dude, I'm like your detail supply guy, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I know who you are. I was like, yeah. oh my God. Like, I felt <laughs> And it was just cool. Yeah. His presence and just the energy at the shop and just everybody there, extremely welcoming. All that. It was a really cool event, man. And I'm, I'm glad we were. Oh, in. yeah. 
come out and I appreciate the invite. Like Absolutely. And I'm already like, you know, hoping in April everything works out so we can plan the next one. Yes. Like Yeah, I, I do have so every year we do a barbecue here in the fall hmm. and I have some ideas for if we get the new shop, like how can we maybe do the same event but over at like Glenier Speedway or something with like some go-karts going, you know, like awesome. maybe because it'd be cool to bring in the like the tuner and the track and the overland and everything into like into one yeah. spot, you know? Yeah, because so many people overlap. Like I learned that more and more. Yeah. You know, like I said, Matt Gamble. Was well, like, go ahead. it's almost like every tuner guy grew up and had a family. And they needed a four-door vehicle, and they get a four-wheel drive. And yeah. so they have – like, their wife might drive the four-wheel drive, and they still drive the Honda. But, like, they, they're they into overlanding on the weekends or whatever. And yeah. so that's the same thing with Willie. I mean, Jeep's kind of connected us, but um, he's still a tutor guy for sure. Yeah, no, he de- definitely that at heart for sure. <coughs> I'm glad you're feeling better, by the way. I appreciate you <clears throat> making time. I was like, hating that you were down, dude. <laughs> I was struggling. And um, – I am crushing some halls today, trying to keep from coughing on here. But, uh, you're, you're, uh, yeah, it was struggle that's, bus. <laughs> that's what all about with this podcast. Like, it's got to be raw and just just do it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So many people get stuck on the finer, no pun intended, but details. And yeah. they hang themselves up, you know? Yeah. Like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to head first. Yeah. Figure it out from there. Yeah, absolutely. I have a lot of friends that are, all, like, telling me, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm like, what is, I mean, like I've done a bunch of podcasts from my phone, just picking it up, hitting record, recording 20 minutes of me talking about whatever it is, post, you know, using the Anchor app, posting. So what do you mean you're going to start a podcast? Just do it. Go record it. Like, (laughs) what are you waiting on? Like, (laughs) It's like anything else. It's usually the anxiety leading up to it is what breaks people. It's not even the actual, you know? Yeah. So I think that's what I like the most about almost anything is the build up. Like 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 any like overland or off road trip I'm going to, I enjoy all the prep and yeah. all the and when I like almost when I start the trip I'm like, ah, ah. like it's over. Like it, it we're here to have the fun part, but it's like, man, like yeah, we're gonna be leaving in a day or two and like and then I start thinking, well what are we doing next? Like yeah. <laughs> what's the next thing? For sure. For so sure. And I think you, as a like a business owner, you have to kind of have that mentality because it's like you're always building something. Like, of course, I would love to have a state of the art facility with like polished floors and everyone's got the same snap on toolbox and yeah, every all this. But like, yeah, I don't have that that funding, or I could go completely in debt to do that and right. not have the customer base for it yet. So it's like, thankfully. My dad owned a business for thirty years, and my grandpa for forty, and still you know, my grandpa's still working and I've got to watch them do it. And yeah. so I've kind of got not, not the exact playbook, but at least I know like you've got to basically, but you just got to put a lot in for the first 20 years. Yeah. And then you, I, I watched my dad, like the last 10 years, just cruise, you know? And I'm like, you're not even working. He's like, you should have been there for the first 10. You know, <laughs> those were tough. <laughs> I mean, that's so, exactly it. It's so much of it's sweat equity, and you got some yeah. the younger generation coming in expecting instantaneous results, and yeah. it's not like that unless you're some TikToker yeah. influencer. But yeah, I, and I think that's the main reason we want to buy is because I'd like to to have a physical thing when I'm done. 
you yeah. know, like if I if I buy a building, pay it off in 25 years, and I'm ready to sell my business, that I have something physical we can we can sell or a piece of property. Because, I mean, a piece of real estate in 20 years from now, there's there's no telling what it's you know. <laughs> telling is going to be there. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> and I, I totally want to work till the day I die, but I would like to. I think it'd be fun to be a full-time off-roader or YouTuber. Yeah. Um, I just don't have the uh, the body for it. So it seems to me, it seems to me the ones that do it full-time are like, you know, just smoke shows or, or they, you know, there is one guy I watch that's, he's a pretty nerdy dude and he does it full-time, but he's so good at documenting. Uh-huh. And then he also like, it's really cool. He like, so he'll go to all these campsites and he'll, you can pay a membership just to to see all his campsites. So you can go on your GPS and see like, okay, this is the route he took. This is where he stayed. And then he puts notes and pictures. So you know what it's going to look like. So if I'm traveling to Arizona and he's stayed in these 10 spots, you can pay for that. And I'm like, that's a great way to supplement an income and do it full time. Um, yeah, that would be fun. Cause I do enjoy working on vehicles, but you know, when you do it over and over and over and over, it's like, <laughs> and you, I'm sure you like, I'm sure you like detailing cars, but like, if you just got to do yours once a day, or right. you had to do, <laughs> yeah. had to do, you know, 10 in a day, yeah. you know. It, it, no, a hundred percent that. And it also keeps the business going. Like the more you can yeah. do, not be wrenching on a car all day, like uh-huh. you can get done. And I have like this moral obligation to make sure my employees have work, you know? So it's like, yeah. Right. Exactly. Get, you know, I can't do that while I'm working on a car as good as. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I had a, I had an uncle of mine that's pretty successful in business. And he always said the more, if you're the owner or the, or the, or the manager of the business, the more you're physically working, the less money you're making. Yeah. Like if you're out there trying to do all the stuff you've hired people to do, yeah. you're not going to get it done. Right. You got to be in there creating, generating work for them exactly. taking care of problems and making it easier for them to do their jobs. And that was hard for me to learn. Cause in the beginning it was like, I was doing all the lift kits and mm-hmm. I had to slowly phase to where I'm in this office every day with my, you know, my little black book right here. <laughs> I got all, all my things written down. I got to get done for the day. Y'all got the book, man. Yeah. Y'all got the book. I, yep. And I've got to, you know, you just got to write it all down and, and go through my checklist and yeah. If I catch myself scrolling on, on Instagram or Facebook, it's like, nope, back to the book. Got to get, get it done. My phone, dude. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's a it wastes so much time. It's such a it does double edged sword for sure. Well, I'm like, I'll get on there because I have like a okay. I need to check my bank account, and then the next thing I'm like, how did I sit here for ten minutes and yeah. look at this? Like, and I haven't checked my bank account. <laughs> oh man, hundred yeah. percent get that. So what yep. is your day to day now? Um, my day to day is basically is I might get out of the shop an hour or two a day, maybe, but mostly it's sitting in the office doing sales, sending out invoices, ordering parts. It's it's so we open at nine thirty. Mm-hmm. If I'm here at nine thirty, I might can pop out there for two hours, maybe, but um, but it's good. I've got I've got two guys that we decided a while back to just work on one vehicle at a time. Like don't, don't start tearing two different vehicles apart. And then what do you needs help with the other one needs help. And it's like, 
Yeah. Tag team them, knock them out. We know where the bolts are. We know where this is. Like, and it's different than, it's so much different than like the typical automotive shop where, you know, if we're doing a lift kit here, that's, that's could be eight or 10 hours labor hours. If there's two yeah. guys on it, we can knock it out one day. That's, that's huge. A customer gets a lift kit done in a day. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's not the same as like when you're used to seeing like an automotive shop, you might work on five vehicles in the same day or six or whatever. And it's just quick brake job or shocks or this or whatever. Yeah. But, um, my whole thing is filling up this calendar and having work set up for them. Once I book somebody, then I've got to get the parts coming. And the parts is half my job. It's just tracking them down, paying for them, making sure they're going to be here, when they're going to be here. And then once they get here, where are we putting them? Where are they labeled? You know, what vehicle? Uh, I've got my calendar in here. We've got a whiteboard out there that I fill out every Monday. And it's got, you know, what each job pays, what it needs, that kind of thing. Um, and it's just keeping them organized, making sure they got everything they need to be, you know, successful. And That's awesome. I have, sometimes it feels good. Like I'll get out there and, and, and help them get caught up on some stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get in here and be like, Oh, nobody sold me work for the following week, you know? Like, <laughs> so yeah, we're caught up, but like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's what it takes, you know, um, it's, is just following up with people. Hey, you still want those tires? You still want this and that, and, you know? Absolutely. Getting their voices sent out and that kind of thing. Uh, so. When you moved into the office, did you? Because I know for me, yeah. did you have some form yeah. of like guilt? Like, oh man, I'm yeah, feeling, like yeah, I yeah, and I was always like, hey, you guys, like, no, I have to be in here, right? Like, you know, I don't, <laughs> you don't want to be out there with you, right? You know, it's weird. Yeah, man. very weird. I'm glad that we had that same struggle, and I know it's not just no. Here. I still feel guilty about it, uh, and I guess that's why I'm always like trying to do whatever I can to help them, you know, yeah. and, you know, well, I, I probably pick up and carry out more trash or put up more tools than anybody. Cause I just, if I'm out there, I'm just doing it. Anything I do that I see that would help them. It's just like, that's yeah. And that's our jobs really. Um, we really work for our employees is, if we want to be successful um, to a point, <laughs> to a point, <laughs> but yeah, it, it takes two. It takes both sides, yeah. and I, yeah. I think it's great. And it's important to lean in on your employees and realize that they're hired for a certain job, and a lot of them want that responsibility and to show that they can, you know, do it. Yeah, so. absolutely. Like Avery, my lead tech here, he uh, he's worked with me. He worked at me with me. Uh, I managed the Pet Boys for like four years. And he was one of my techs. He was really one of the only guys I trusted there that actually like did good work and I knew I could leave the shop and it'd be okay if he was there, you know? Mm-hmm. So when I opened this place up, we had stayed in contact and uh, he was working at Honda and, and not enjoying it and was able to bring him on here. It's been cool to see as I've moved over to the office, I made him our shop foreman and basically, you know, he's still out there wrenching, but he's, he, you know, we've got another guy that's out there that's a little bit younger if he sees him off task, I see him, hey, what are you doing? Off your phone, grab this, let's get it going. Yeah. And it's cool to see him take on that role. And what I've told him is in the future when we hire more guys, get a bigger shop, I want to see that role grow for you where you're not turning wrenches. You're, you've got that guy moving up and you're yeah. and another person for him. And so on and so forth. So like there'll be a time where he's just a service manager um, in the future is the plan. But it's yeah. been cool to see like as you give people responsibility – they grow up into it. 
which has been the case for me here. So that's been good. That's awesome. No, it's super exciting. Yeah. We all know managing employees not always be easy. It doesn't always go well. Yeah. It, it's, it's difficult for me uh, to be hard on people who work so hard. You know, like, like if it's hot and it's sweaty and, and you've been busted butt and you're like, you never want to be a, a, a person that goes out there like, guys, we have to finish this right now. Like I would – most of the time, I'm like, you know what? This is my fault. I'm sorry. Like, but we we got to get this done. I'm gonna jump in with you. You know, it, it's so difficult. Uh, it's to me to like to go out there and get after blue collar guys that are working hard. Uh, yeah. So that's definitely a hard a hard part for me, um, and it's very rare. I don't think there's any reason uh, as adults we should ever have to like go out and yell or, or do any of these things that I grew up privy to when I first got into to automotive. I mean, I had the older guy above me like, boy, what are you doing? Like, you know, you don't this and don't that. And it's like, man, I'm out here sweating, working hard. Just, yeah. you know, some Great. little encouragement would go a long way, you know? hundred <laughs> percent, exactly. man. Yeah. I mean, there's, I think, a time and a place for both of it, but if you sure. off in a, in a constructive way and, you know, lead and show how it should be done. Yeah. And like I tell my team, I'm like, I won't ask you to do anything that I've never done or will not go out and do. Sure. And I think that's what really shows that, okay, yeah, we should yeah. get this, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, awesome, Absolutely. man. Well, uh, before we bounce out of here, uh, just tell everybody where they can find you, Facebook, Instagram, all that good Sure. Yeah. Um, so my own personal Jeep and Bubba, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and I'm on LinkedIn as Bradley Coron. Yeah. And then Black Bear Offroad's on Instagram and Facebook. And then we have our website, blackbearoffroad.com. We have uh, basically all the info about our shop there. We sell some stuff on there, our Amazon store, all that good stuff as well as links to a bunch of our YouTube videos. And we even write up uh, these pretty cool write-ups about off-road adventures you can go on. So, like, I'll have some links there where it's like, oh, this is what this trail is. There's a, here's a video for it, a map for it, that kind of stuff. So pretty cool info at blackbearoffroad.com. Dude, awesome, man. I definitely appreciate yeah. it. I'm super excited, and I want to make sure we stay in touch because, I mean, I know we will, obviously. But uh, sure. on the podcast side, I want to revisit back in, like, April, May. Yeah. See where things are at. And, That'd be uh, cool. Just kind of go from there. So, Bradley, a.k.a. Jeep and Bubba, thank you so much for your time, man. Great. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Everybody, don't forget, let's grow.work, hashtag LFG fam, where success is in the details.